0: This is part two in my series about my travels to Hong Kong and the experience I had as I tried to return to a sense of adventure that I had always held on to brightly as a child. But in my adult years, I had found slipping away, grinded down even by the challenges that constantly arose with travel, and more specifically air travel. We had finished a great night viewing all of Hong Kong from one perspective, atop um, an area known as the Peak. You can take a tram ride, but we had chosen instead to enjoy a bit of hairpin-turn excitement with uh, our cousin Dean's husband, Andre, at the wheel of their uh, BMW coupe. We had thought we were mostly recovered (laughs) as we joined Dean and Andre the next morning to drive in their car to a ferry, and then to board that ferry for the island of Macau. This had not originally been on our itinerary, although Tracy and I had essentially kept ourselves open to the possibility of exploring, especially after we had learned that our initial desire to travel into mainland China and spend the day would cost each of us somewhere around $150 for a uh, one-time-use visa that apparently is required by all Americans crossing into mainland China for any amount of time. Um, The expense of that was something that we were able to turn around and translate to the opportunity that Dean and Andre told us about which existed at Macau which then requires a little bit of explanation about Macau whose history well it originates um, deep in Portuguese culture. It was originally a community that was based a lot off of fishing and other sea-based industries and it was later uh, taken over by developers and it is now a resort vacation style island with numerous casinos and as we were told by Dean on our trip over that it is now surpassed, well not now, apparently it has for some time surpassed Las Vegas. He gave the comparison being somewhere around Vegas pulling in roughly $5 billion in profit or revenue per year. By comparison, Macau pulled in roughly $35 billion in revenue per year. I don't know the article he was citing, but I do know that it was something that, based on how he was describing it, he had read up enough to know how relevant those details became to the conversation about what Macau was and what it had now become. It was a really pleasant sort of surreal experience to travel on the ferry, which was a uh, large vessel. had something of a hydrofoil lower undercarriage design, And, as we were boarding it, you could tell that parts of it were sinking in the water. But looking out onto the water, to the departing and approaching ships, you could see that they, at some point, rose up, which was one of the signature characteristics of the hydrofoil design. There was free Wi-Fi available on the ferry, and the entire trip over from where we were in Hong Kong, To the island of Macau, took little more than an hour. You could order snacks, beverages, and while we didn't take advantage on our trip across because we'd actually already purchased snacks for the travel, uh, it was something I would look into on our trip back. Our ferry berthed at the landing at the Macau port and we exited the ferry and found our bus which was a shuttle designated for our hotel. The short trip over was marked by the beautiful skyline of the approaching um, casino area and our hotel, the Parisian, which was designed from both the exterior and the interior to resemble the very famous uh, Palace Versailles in France, um, it was stunning. It was absolutely uh, gorgeous and opulent beautiful chandeliers, um, recessed and gradiently recessed ceilings featuring ornate carvings and paintings many of which appeared to be replicas. For the ones on the wall you could step close enough to see the bubbling of the canvas so we knew that it was On campus. Now, whether it had been digitally copied or actually was a painted replica, I don't know if we ever delved far enough into that or took the time to because it was a one day, one or one night, two day stay and we had arrived early afternoon, roughly 1 or 2 p.m. The interior expanded to a stunning center forum or uh, less a forum and more a circle, (laughs) which it definitely wasn't. It was gorgeous. There were Beautiful fountains, the lighting, the beautiful balconies. Um, it it was a little overwhelming the amount of people and activity, and for many it seemed so regular, so mundane. Um we waited for Dean and Andre to secure the details of our reservations because it turned out this was not a trip that we had much to do with. Dean and Andre aware that we would of course uh, appreciate and enjoy it had surprised us. The date was um, a few days before our upcoming wedding anniversary and as a thank you to us for making the long journey out to see them. They believed that it was part of the experience to secure this reservation and to show us some of their favorite parts of Macau. Once we were checked in, Tracy and I went upstairs to our room where we were still not only recovering from our night at the peak um, and a full day and series of days experiencing and exploring Hong Kong we were also recovering from the effects of our jet lag and the changing humidity and cool climate that occurred from indoor to outdoor in some places the air conditioning was so extreme when compared with the exterior that we were still struggling with the uh, nasal drip and sinus congestion and overall allergen, irritation, (laughs) once we were in this beautiful room, it was so wonderful just to lay down on the bed and relax for a moment until I heard there was a pool, and that brought me to dig through my bag, find the pair of board shorts that I had brought, and wander down to the elevators, because just a few floors away, I could soak in cool waters and then find the soothing bubbles of a nearby hot tub. I knew that we were due to join Dean and Andre for a little bit of sightseeing before our dinner that evening. And I also knew that While I would enjoy just laying on the bed and doing nothing, the relaxation that would come from the water would provide the kind of refreshment I would need if I was going to soldier through into the afternoon and what I expected to be yet another exciting evening, much as we had experienced the night before at the peak. And now we're going to take a quick break to pay some bills with this word from our sponsor. After we had checked in at the Parisian and each spent our time relaxing and preparing for the evening to come, we set out in a cab for Santo Antonio, Macau. Our dinner that night was a scheduled reservation at Antonio, but, because we still had some time to spare, Andre and Dean had suggested that we visit Santo Antonio. Uh, a simple Wikipedia Google search will reveal that is the uh, most highly densely populated area in Macau. And, one of the reasons for us to visit was that they had numerous street vendors and shops which would make a a really nice warm-up to our dinner that evening. We strolled past so many different vibrant restaurants, small stands, and cafes. Perhaps the most popular thing and something we had been told before our trip that we simply had to try was the Portuguese egg tarts. Uh, They were delicious, soft dough, delicious rich creamy custard and thankfully we were wise enough to hold ourselves to only one or two before we ventured to our reservation at Antonio. Antonio is a Michelin star authentic Portuguese restaurant. We were greeted and seated in a beautiful room with lovely mosaic Paintings, Beautiful flowers And within a few minutes Of ordering our appetizer Which was this Absolutely Lovely uh, Goat's cheese with olive oil And acacia honey It was served on a toast bread With lettuce and balsamic vinegar And while we waited for that to arrive, and then when it did, sunk our taste buds into it and simply refused to let go, we were serenaded by uh, one of the members of the restaurant carrying guitar who came to our table and sang um, not only Fools Rush In, the classic Elvis Presley song, but also a few other popular American songs before moving to another table where he sang at least two if not three traditional Portuguese songs, and then to another table where he began to sing in Mandarin at least two different songs that both Dean and Andre recognized. We would have paid more attention, but as I mentioned, there was a delicious goat cheese honey and toast starter that had simply taken over any sort of reasonable thought or uh, ability to focus on anything more than that. (laughs) The rest of the night was stunning. It was uh, a mixture of some of the most amazing meals I've ever had the chance to try. And by meals, I probably mean dishes. But after the, the goat cheese with the honey and toast, it just seemed to be this swirl of paella and lamb shanks and African chicken. And all of it was absolutely gorgeous. Now, the only funny thing that ever happens at the end of a traditional meal is that usually a form of liquor is served, As a final note, the nightcap Um, Actually, I'm sure there's probably a more cuisine-specific term for that final drink at the end of a meal And at this moment, I am not uh, privy to that information I'm realizing now, perhaps that's something I should have looked up but for uh, the end of our Portuguese meal was served a delicious glass of Porto and since I don't drink we had to find a way to pass it to someone else at our table who could responsibly make sure that it simply did not go to waste and at the end of the night we stumbled away in kind of an exulting splendor of flavors. Um, I know that experiencing a meal like that is a blessing and a gift of itself. I love describing some of the little things like the toast and the, the lamb and the paella and the chicken. <laughs> but even as we walked through the streets and took in the lights and the beautiful weather and prepared to head home, I knew and I'm sure I wasn't the only one that all of those details would slowly begin to fade away that they would become the blur of a memory that is so often the uh, the residual imprint left by a great experience and yet there wasn't a sense of sadness Or a sense of uh, rushing to remember everything, but more a sense of warmth and comfort. And the belief that, at least for me, my ability to remember the details, or to not be able to remember the details, did not in any way lessen my experience or cheapen it. And it certainly did not diminish it when I shared it with others, even as I'm doing so now. All of these streetlights were aglow and iridescent. They were reminiscent of the old oil lamps with the way that they cast off this almost mythical glow. We took a few pictures, and then found our cab. And when we arrived at the Parisian to turn in for the night, we all hugged, thanked Andre numerous times for his kindness, generosity, and genius. To which he then announced that, again, this was luck. That on every previous trip to Macau, he had attempted to get a reservation and every time that he had prior, they had simply been too booked Somehow, some way, for our trip, he was able to secure this reservation, so he considered himself to be just as fortunate as us. <laughs> pretty sure we wanted to give him an extra hug at that moment, not quite sure if we did, but I'm pretty sure we wanted to. And then we turned in for the night And our dreams were met with the remnants of our evening, and in the morning, it was still a fading memory, but one that had left rich, delicate, fragrant reminders. After the ferry ride, Dean and Andre were kind enough to take us on a driving tour through what is known as Repulse Bay. It's a enclave, probably, well, I'm going to be honest, I couldn't even guess at the numbers. Uh, it was originally developed by expatriates who wanted to make a home in hong kong and found this area that they uh, developed and cultivated and now it's well known for its beautiful homes amazing shopping and as a historical marking point uh, for hong kong and the signature of its growth also of some of its diversification and its um, segmenting. Uh, As in every community, there are going to be uh, wealthier areas and this was one that was developed by expatriates who had the money to build the homes they wanted. They were gorgeous to view but Tracy and I were both having trouble staying awake after a great night, little sleep, and uh, a somewhat sleep-inducing ferry ride back from Macau. After a little more driving, we pulled away from that part of the island and then headed to Dean and Andre's home where Tracy settled in for a really long nap. And Dean and I had been talking about how I enjoyed making Hawaiian bread. And Dean is a consummate chef, which meant that (laughs) following a few days of conversation, Tracy's taking a nap and our having the rest of the afternoon to ourselves provide the perfect opportunity for us to embark on a bread making venture. Um, Dean's a consummate chef. He, I might've already said that if I did, I'm just repeating myself, but trying to be aware of it in the process. Um, he had a great setup of mixers and spices and essentially a fully stocked pantry and that made it really easy to weigh things out measure them up and bake up some absolutely delicious bread we made two loaves as well as a pan of biscuits and we added uh, one of those round loaves i i don't know what else to call it except maybe a round i'm not more of a rustic baker (laughs) or cook, and I really enjoy that being around someone like Dean who really is so detailed, it was an opportunity to pick up a few tricks, Uh, for example, the way he rolls the bread before placing it in the pan to create circular sort of uh, concentric circles, sorry, through the bread. The next day we were still a bit exhausted, enjoyed a morning near Sai Kung and then met Dean for a bit of shopping and a chance to grab some burgers, which was not something I think we originally anticipated, but was something that we definitely enjoyed. We were also running out of time and we knew that there was only one more day really left to explore the city. And being the comic book nerd that I am, I had Tracy venture out with me back into the heart of Hong Kong so we could visit, I thought would be three, but turned out to be two comic book shops. The two were actually one under the banner of Clark's Comics and Novelties. There was a second storefront name, but it was actually just a front that housed the uh, overstock of items that were sold at Clark's Comics and Novelties. Um, It was a great experience. I got a chance to chat with the owner and talk about comic books. He was uh, really engaging. Um, And for me, it was a lot of fun because I got the chance to see sort of how comics are in another part of the world. And just like I remember growing up, it was just a closet with You know, and essentially not a real closet, but a closet-sized room with just issues stacked everywhere. I grabbed a few simply because I thought they were great memorabilia and ways to capture a snapshot. And it should be pointed out that Tracy and I were a bit exhausted from a great night of eating with Dean and Andre at a Korean barbecue which meant that the next day it was hard to really crave anything that was protein-based. However, we did find a really great selection of pastries and pancakes. So we chose a pancake stack with this unbelievable, uh, delicious mascarpone cream layer between the three small pancakes, as well as a stunning souffle. I highly recommend both. Um, it was stunning. I mean, just delicious. Um, along the way to our second shop, Tracy and I passed numerous collectibles and some comic book shops, but mostly novelty shops carrying the pop figures, the scaled, detailed figures. I saw everyone from Batman to some really sexually suggestive uh, anime characters and I saw that there was (laughs) the uh, Nutcracker, there was a mouse-eared Joker, Predator, Deadpool, Venom next to Carnage. A really nice setup with some Star Wars figures including Chewie Darth Vader R2-D2 and BB-8 next to two versions of Predator which didn't really make a lot of sense to me because then right next to one of the Predators was also Freddy Krueger but gorgeous scale amazing designs and patterns you know uh, outlaid on the figures um, and there was a really neat and kind of yeah. Stunning scaled Heath Ledger Joker Which caught my attention Um It was probably Probably my second favorite The the one that really Kind of was fun for me to enjoy Was a scale of Bruce Wayne and Batman As played by Michael Keaton With a selection of Changeable armaments Um shaped hands and different cowls for the bat suit. It, it was really just a lot of fun. Um, and then there was one area that was a collection of just all these completely wide-ranging figures. Uh, some in boxes, some out. I can honestly say that when I was looking through some of my pictures, the shot that I have, it's got to be somewhere around 250 of them. The kicker for me is at the very top hanging from the ceiling with his feet stuck, hands and feet stuck there, is the webbed slinger Spider-Man. Um, and that was <laughs> uh, one of the last ones that we visited before we realized that. Well, we simply did not have any more time to keep looking for that last shop, but that we'd see a lot of amazing sights and that we were heading home the next day I think with more than a pocket full of memories I think with an entire backpack or suitcase if not suitcases and it was my hope that I could capture some of these moments and not only record them for myself and posterity, but to share them with you because of the ways that whatever my initial thoughts had been towards Hong Kong or could have been, that everything that I experienced was just completely fresh and bright and new, and that in no way did I feel like, oh, this was expected and it lived up to its hype or not. That was never a factor for me. In fact, what I kept thinking was, wow, I don't think I expected this, even if I thought that I did. I really didn't. And experiencing it is how I can both know and understand that. And now we're going to take a quick break to pay some bills with this word from our sponsor. I'm not going to call myself a world traveler. I don't think that's something you can really lay claim to as a moniker unless you've traveled far more extensively than I have. But I have been lucky enough to travel um, a good amount. And when I was younger, it was throughout the uh, domestic continental United States with maybe one foray to Hawaii when I was a bit younger. It wasn't until I was in my 20s that I first ventured outside of the United States by crossing the border into Mexico, and it wasn't until I met my wife that I took my first journey overseas uh, to Europe. But it seems no matter where I go when I return and get the chance to share my experience with others there's always one question that I am, as the phrase goes, invariably asked. In almost every occasion my answer is yes. There is always something that entices me to think about returning to a place and in the past I have been lucky enough to go to Mexico. Uh, More than once, uh, even a few years in succession, which was really exciting. Um, And each time I went, I not only saw new things and uh, met new people, but I also found myself approaching each visit with a different, less a mentality and more a frame of thought or uh, a desire. And it was that I'd, in my hope and belief, learned from my previous visits and knew the things that I had enjoyed. I knew the things that uh, had been awkward or disquieting, usually, in my opinion, of something embarrassing uh, I might have done, but sometimes just experiences uh, felt by others or at places that we weren't really sure if it would be more than one visit, but after our experience knew that yes, it would be only one visit or no, we'll be coming back under the right set of circumstances. And so when I'm thinking about that question, would I go back? I think my answer is always going to be yes. I mean, even as I'm recording this, I don't know if you can hear it, but there's this low kind of Dull noise behind me as a, a plane soars overhead. One of the blessings of being near. And now we're going to take a quick break to pay some bills with this word from our sponsor The Oakland Airport. It makes for uh, these daily reminders. Driving to work, coming home, riding Bart in the car, walking when in the distance, or right overhead, a plane will be soaring past, and it's always going somewhere, and I'm always imagining myself on one of those planes on my next journey. I can only imagine that there will still be new destinations, but every place I've left after visiting has left me with a, a feeling and an expression that I believed, and still believe, is a, a memory marker, I guess would be the best way to put it, that will draw me back at some point, show me, and remind me by showing me things that I experienced that time tends to weaken or dull that memory but that the reflection will always encourage me to look back at what else I can still experience, who I can see again and what, if anything will be different about this next trip I can honestly say that I'll be returning to Hong Kong, not only because we had such a great experience spending so much time with family who I've always known but never had the chance to be around uh, so often and for such a period of time, but also for all the things that we knew would be a challenge to see based on where we were staying and the kind of routes of travel we planned on taking. And that knowing what we've already seen and experienced and knowing that that we can go back to that if we want, that we, I, will be looking for that different place, that place that we wanted to see last time, that we couldn't, and now that we're back, we've made a plan to experience it and to commit to that experience so I think unless something terrible happens on one of my trips I think my answer will always be yes, I'm going back and I think (laughs) even as I'm hearing myself talk and describe this I think that I'm going to find less of a desire to provide a reason and more a feeling that, why wouldn't I go back? And there's something that's, I don't know, comforting about that. And I can't deny myself the comforts in life that we don't always Get the chance to experience. So this is a comfort I'm going to be allowed to have. Well, then I plan on taking it. I think I think it's part of the value that I should continue to appreciate from these travels. Thanks for listening. Thank you again for listening to storytelling with Seth whether you're listening on Anchor, Radio Public, Breaker, iOS, Google Play, or one of the many other platforms available. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. And if you're one of those generous supporters, thank you. If you didn't know, you can support my podcast while you're listening to this recording Feel free to take a look for the link that says to support me, Should be a really simple little button. And if you're having any trouble, don't hesitate to reach out and let me know, and I'll make sure that I'll do my best to help. But your listening, your continued support is what makes these podcasts possible, and I couldn't do it without you. So, thank you again, not only for listening, but for your generous support. And for all the different platforms that you listen to Storytelling with Seth. I look forward to sharing my next story with you soon.